Hello and welcome to Kaiju Coffee Break, the podcast about giant monsters and giant nerds who love them. I'm Lee and I love monster movies. And I'm Sarah. And I wanted to make a podcast about supply crunches. All right. <laughs> yeah, we had a good conversation about that over our coffee this morning, didn't we? What a time to be alive. <laughs> yep. And now we're in the closet. I spent a long time in the closet. I'm not jazzed about <laughs> getting back into it. But we have the best audio in here. That's true. We So we are in like a hospital-owned apartment building. And we I love the end unit. I do. It's great to have windows on two different sides, all that different nice stuff about it. But unfortunately, because we are in the end unit, there's a giant water pump right next to us that pumps <laughs> all the lake. I don't even quite understand, but like it's it's either pumping water in or out of the lake next to us. Mm. I think out, like er, into the lake. So like warm water from the building goes into the lake. And um, because of that... The audio quality has been subpar, and you, our listeners, deserve better than subpar audio from us, the premier kaiju and a coffee-related and also northernmost podcast. I don't actually think it's the northernmost podcast. I do. I believe they do recordings of Ed Ellis Havoc. No! Or, yep, <laughs> so they have us beat. <laughs> the northernmost podcast about coffee and giant monsters. Do we need to, like, take the recording equipment up to Point Barrow and just get go, like, ha, no one else in the, in the United States can beat us here? Suck it, Ilisovic. <laughs> Actually, they're great. I, I no, they're great. Them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we probably have a short program because this movie, we, there wasn't, like, a ton to say about it. So I thought we could take a minute uh, and just talk about, like, the other media that we're consuming right now, just so that people get their full hour's worth. All right. Um, you've been playing a lot of Pokemon Snap since it came in the mail two I days am. ago. Yeah, I got Pokemon Snap finally. I pre-ordered it a month before it came out, and it still took me two weeks to get it in the mail. Well, that's what we get for living in the Alaska bush. That's what we get for being the second most north, second northernmost podcast <laughs> in the country. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I finally got it, and I was having a really, really good time with it. I still am. It seems like it's winding down, and I'm a little disappointed that it's a little shorter than I would have liked. Mm. Um, the original was also actually pretty short for a full full price game when it came out but like i don't really know i was too young to think about stuff like that when i was a kid and, and when you're a kid you don't care about that like grinding that you would do on these kind of games right like i feel like all games had more replayability when i was a kid i just had more patience mm. for playing stuff over and over again like i i think i played super mario 64 probably 20 times all the way through wow i've yeah. never actually beat it once oh my gosh i mean yeah so i cared less about that kind of stuff as a kid and so of course the game had more replayability and this game does have pretty good replayability so if people aren't familiar with pokemon snap the central premise is that you're taking photographs for like a scientific expedition of the pokemon in their natural habitats so you're like it's basically a rail first person shooter or a first person shooter that's on rails and you're taking pictures instead of like shooting shooting but you're also like interacting with the pokemon in ways to get them to like make pose. reactions that yeah impose and interact with each other to get more points in your pictures and one thing that i really liked about this new pokemon game which i guess there might be some minor spoilers for the pokemon snap so if you really really care about spoilers here you, you might want to skip past this but like there aren't that many courses like i was really expecting more courses but the ones that you have are pretty variable there's multiple paths through each of them and then as you do them more you level up that individual course and different pokemon appear with like different behaviors and even and stuff in them so it's kind of nice that kind of adds to the replayability i feel like yeah a little bit but also i just i opened up like i unlocked the ice level and the professor said something like oh this might be the last one or something <laughs> <laughs> Then I got kind of disappointed. So now I'm like, I really pumped the brakes on playing the game and I'm trying to do um, side quests and that kind of stuff just to make it last a little longer. So. Yeah. I figure like if you can get $30 worth of worth out of that game, I will also get that and then we'll be good. Sure. No, I can probably get 60 hours out of it because I'll want to fill the Pokedex completely. Mm -hmm. um, and, and 60 hours is, is definitely great for me. If I can get 60, 60 hours out of a $60 game, then I feel like I definitely got my money's worth. Yeah. But less than that, and sometimes I get a little fussy about it. <laughs> but you've been playing a new game, too. Why don't you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I've. well, it's kind of a new game. It's new to me. It's um, Judgment. It's They remastered it for the PS5, and I figured that was a good time for me to get into the Yakuza series. 
I'm honestly shocked you haven't gotten into Yakuza series before. Is it sort of a, a barrier to entry situation? No, it's just there's so many Yakuza games. Like I felt kind of intimidated by the um, the library aspect of it. Well, that's what I mean. Like there didn't seem to be an easily accessible hopping on point. Yeah, I didn't know where to start. And they like started on the PS3, I think. So, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was before that. Yeah, I, f- I found out about this Judgment game like last year or so. And it's a... Uh, kind of like a, a side story to that where you play as a PI who's a former lawyer and um, you beat up drunkards in the street and it feels a lot like Japan, which is kind of nice since we haven't been able to travel in the last year. It's a, you and I are both in a Facebook group that's about gaming that mm-hmm. our friend Cameron added us to and that I typically enjoy. And it, it's a kind of also a, a column or a magazine where they people submit columns to, to published in, in this Facebook group. And actually one just came out for uh, Yakuza Kiwami mm-hmm. and they described it specifically as a Japan simulator <laughs> which I mean Kamurocho the, the neighborhood that they're in is clearly almost copy pasted Kabikicho yeah which is there's no um, Godzilla head in there which I'm, <laughs> I am disappointed by but. well that seems to me like it might be a copyright issue but uh, the game does play a little fast and loose of copyright there's some stuff in there that is lifted mm-hmm. and maybe I'm thinking maybe they just had rights or, or uh, permission to put like the Don Quixote yeah. logo is in there. The Don Quixote looks just like a normal Don Quixote down to the logos and everything. Mm. Other stuff is very similar, <laughs> <laughs> resembling but legally distinct from Lawson and yep. uh, Yoshinoya and yeah. all that stuff. But I don't, I think Japan Simulator would be go, go a little far. Like it captures to some degree kind of the feel of being in Japan, especially in Kabukcho. But the idea that anything is realistic when you're getting jumped during the day by gangs and by drunken and drunk and, people yeah. like that's not how Japan is at all. No, I have never been jumped period there. Not to mention that it actually shows the police officers doing police work, which is unrealistic, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like one of the major plot points in that game is that like 90 per, 99 percent of cases and their end in conviction for the defendant. And I think that is fairly accurate. No, that is true. The government in the Japan legal system is pretty arc- like arcane and pretty messed up. Um, but most police officers just hang around. Like there's not a lot of actual police work going on. But overall, what do you what do you think of the game? Are you enjoying playing it? Um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like it the story is interesting even if like the facial animations aren't always great. It is always <laughs> funny when I'm supposed to like hit x to open a door and don't and just like walk into it instead i feel so seen (laughs) and like some of the things they put into it were kind of just interesting in the way of like how much they put in like there's a quick little mini game thing where you pick the key to unlock a door (laughs) it's not a very accurate representation of what lock picking actually is no i more mean like here's your key ring pick the key to unlock the door (laughs) (laughs) no that is accurate (laughs) 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 That's my post office key. And then I use my uh, post office key to open my house and my house key to open my post office box. Please, God, somebody break me out of this terrible cycle I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) It's a fun game. Like, uh, there's some stuff I'll try and interact with. Like, you can get points for eating all the food in a restaurant and then going to all the restaurants. I don't know how much time I'll actually end up putting into that kind of stuff, but. All the food at one time. (laughs) Yeah. I think it stops you because you have to be injured to eat or drink. Oh, imagine if my life was like that. Mm. I'm so hungry and I can't eat because my health is full. But yeah, I'm enjoying the writing. Uh, you cringed at it when like there was the sewer blood transfusion scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saving the homeless people from accidents. It was never clear what happened yeah, to them the second time. Unspecified injuries. Yeah. That you can tell require blood transfusion despite having no access to diagnostic laboratory equipment. Mm. Yay. But point is, it's it's kind of silly, but it's fun. And it does one of those things that I love where there's like games inside the game. So I could just uh. jump in and play Virtual Fighter Five inside of Judgment. You know what game did that that I really liked? Do you did you ever play Pokemon Stadium for the N sixty four? Uh, no, I never had that. I think it, it might have been the second one because it was a sequel and I can't remember if it was in the first one or the second one. That was another one that I played just way, way longer than I had any right to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was the second one. If if you had a Game Boy, because there, there was an add-on to the N64 uh, controller that you could stick 
into the back like a rumble pack and then it had a slot for a game boy cartridge mm-hmm. so if you put like a, you could put, i think any game in there and it would let you then there was a place in and the coliseum or not coliseum there was a in pokemon stadium a, like a mini game that you could go to and you could just play it on the big screen yeah and at the time that was so cool <laughs> you know um they- there was an attachment for that for the GameCube, which I wanted for the longest time. And then, I think I had that. Huh? I think I might have had that. I don't remember. Nice. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I miss my GameCube sometimes. <laughs> I actually didn't have a GameCube. I had a Wii, but then I got the... You had a GameCube? You played Pokemon Stadium XD. I played Pokemon Stadium XD on the Wii. Huh. You can you could play uh, GameCube games on the Wii as long as you had GameCube controllers, which no, I, I did. I know that. I just... That's weird. <laughs> Why is it weird? I don't know. I was out of gaming for the the game the like entirety of the life of the GameCube. I wasn't playing video games. Uh, I have been a gamer my whole life. Okay, well, with no gaps. I don't say that to like. <laughs> wow. It's a sad thing for me almost. Oh. Well, you know, I got into a phase in my life where I wanted to be. I felt like I had to be something specific mm. like like fill an archetype and i had thought that the archetype that i was was you know kind of bookish smart uh too good for video gaming mm. unfortunately and so i missed an entire generation of gamecube games and did not play them at all um and i didn't get back into gaming until i was in college and i lived in an apartment that didn't have internet Mm-hmm. And because of that, I really needed something to do. And I had sort of dropped out of reading a little bit for fun for a while there. Yeah. And I ended up buying a Wii at Costco. And okay. so I, I played a lot of GameCube games on that Wii too because I had to catch up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I think I feel like I did that with other things, but it didn't happen for me for gaming. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, anyways, the other, let's see, what else have I been doing? Um, we've been kind of like weirdly, there's not a lot going on here right now. We're between festival seasons. It's cold outside, yeah. snowing a lot. Uh, so we've been doing indoor stuff, but we've been, oh, we've been watching Laid Back Camp, the second season of the anime Laid Back Camp. Yep. It's my favorite anime. If you are listening and you haven't watched that show, I recommend it. It's not exciting. Nothing like <laughs> huge happens. But if you kind of like the idea of like we described Yakuza as a Japan simulator, that game gives me the feels of being in Japan mm-hmm. more than any other show that I've seen. It really, a lot of it is just sweeping vistas of of like rural Japan. It is chill and comfortable. It's I would very describe. comforting. Yes, it has the feel of like being wrapped in a warm blanket when it's cold outside. Because that's really what it's about, mm-hmm. <laughs> is camping in the winter, like cozy camping in the winter. Yeah. So it's a lot of like, they're making food, like good looking Japanese food. They're kind of camping and seeing more of rural Japan and... Taking pictures of Mount Fuji. Yeah, or... yeah. And then just the interactions between the the like four main girls are all very sweet. Um, it, there's very little like fan service. There's a few moments where they're maybe at a hot spring or something and there's some cleavage. But for the most part, it's not really sexualized yeah which i really like there's Mm. no men in this at all there's like one or two briefly (laughs) yeah they're like the dad shows up that's right they all all the characters have all both parents it seems like yeah and there's even a grandpa yep there's a uh probably the the most appearing male character is the grandpa i think Mm -hmm. but no i just think it's really wholesome and sweet and and if you think you don't like anime but you're kind you kind of want to try it this is a great one to start with it's wholesome It's warm and sweet. The only thing is it can be a little hard to find. Now, you said it, it's on Funimation, right? Uh, no, it's not on Funimation. It is on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's on Crunchyroll, folks. Go ahead. We didn't get it from there, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll I'll buy it. Yeah. Like, it's worth having on the shelf, I I'm think. kind of hoping that it might eventually come out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, and it might be one that's worth getting on Blu-ray just because the, the visuals are really pretty. And if you enjoy watching it, there's whole like uh, blogs dedicated to just like matching up the places they go with real life places mm-hmm. because they do everything is based on real life places. All the places they go are just like slightly name changed. And the, the portrayals of these campgrounds and hot springs and stuff are all and really And sometimes beautiful. the people. Yeah, even the people because the some of the campground owners have been turned into characters yep. for the show. And I just think that is so precious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's I mean, it is like it is basically one long ad for Yamanashi Prefecture tourism. And almost, I'm okay with this. Maybe like a love letter almost. To yeah. That. yeah. It's, I, it makes me want to go. I want to, I, I like, and now I'm kind of thinking the next time we go to Japan, maybe we ought to go to Shizuoka and Yamanashi Prefectures. Because I still haven't really seen Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. Are you reading anything right now? Um, no, I'm not. I I need to be reading Cameron's book, but I... oh yeah, oh no, <laughs> I haven't started that yet. I'm sorry. But yeah, um, I have two things on my reading list that I want to read aside from that, which are uh, Space 2001: A Space Odyssey and um, one of the Murakami books. Oh yeah, I forget which one. Mockingbird or Mindbird Chronicle. Uh, no, that was not the one that was recommended for me to start with. Oh, that's the one I started with. Yeah. Boy, that book is weird. Well, we <laughs> own that one, so I felt weird about like borrowing it from a library. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm reading Leviathan Wakes mm-hmm. by James Corey. I was really enjoying it. I still am, but it kind of veered into pandemic <laughs> about halfway through, like infectious, horrible infectious disease rampaging across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I can't have anything nice. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. I've, I have been kind of putting it off because I have a, a turn off specifically about science fiction novels that I feel like are um, real dry mm-hmm. and um, space epic-y in a way that's just not attractive to me. Yeah. And it, this one isn't like that, although I find the main character to be really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I think that he's intended to be that way. And uh, he's sort of a James Kirk character, but with far more of a conscience. <laughs> Anyways, if if you're in science fiction and you have been wondering about that series, it's the Expanse series. I recommend it. It's okay. very accessible. Sometimes I feel like hard, harder science fiction isn't accessible, but this one is. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly not misogynist, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of uncommon among the science fiction. <laughs> the the one of the secondary main characters is a female character. She's like totally fleshed out. Uh, the portrayal of women is, I mean, there's not a lot of women in it, but there's not a lot of people in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess when they remade it for TV, one of the characters is non-binary, which I don't think that character is either not been introduced yet or isn't in the books. But I've only read like 90% of the first one and there's a ton of them. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But they did make a TV show about it. It's called The Expanse that I do kind of want to watch now. All right. Yeah, I felt like a little victory when I convinced my dad to read the, the three pro- three body problem books. Um, and see, that's exactly the kind of thing that I I, wa- I don't want to read. That is not what I want to read. <laughs> that is like way too deep and dry and inaccessible and not interesting to me at all. Mm-hmm. So. I I enjoyed them. Um, I didn't. I wouldn't describe them as dry, but they are very long. Like I didn't realize how long they were until I saw them in a, in a bookstore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I do. I still think that you would probably enjoy this this series as well. Probably, but you probably won't ever read it because you don't read anything I suggest to you. No, it's not. I do too. I just don't read near as much as you. In the time it takes me to read one book, you're telling me to read five more. Okay. Well, anyway, I just can't keep up. We can talk about the coffee we're drinking now, and then probably get into the movies, unless there was any other media you wanted to plug or discuss. I don't think so. Um, let's get into the coffee. What are we drinking? So we're drinking the Sulawesi. Sulawesi, uh, blend from Little Goat Coffee Roasting in Newark, Delaware. Uh, I like it. Uh, I need to pause you real quick and apologize for any noise the cat is making because she is going crazy on the bed. That's why I wanted to kick her out. I know. Uh, so the this is from the Taraha region of Indonesia. It's a dark roast, and the tasty notes are baker's chocolate, cedar, and vanilla. It is very good. I've been liking it. Yeah. No, this is really good. So the story behind how we ended up with coffee from Delaware is uh, a friend of mine, Chloe, who, if you're listening, hey, Chloe, thank you for sending <laughs> us coffee. Uh, she's a Twitter friend of mine, actually, and a fellow medical laboratory scientist. And I was telling her about just everything I'm going through at work and how crazy it is. And just, yeah, I'm not going to get into it on the podcast. But point being, things are a little wild and unhinged right now for me at work. And mm. She was like, I'm going to send you some coffee. You deserve some coffee. And she did. And then we watched as it took a month for it to arrive here. Yeah. And I sent her back some locally made tea. So it was an exchange. Mm. Um, But yeah. So Chloe, if you're listening, congrats on your SBB school. That's so exciting. Yeah. And I thank you very much for the coffee. It's been uh, a fair bit since I would drink uh, a dark roast without any creamer in it. Like I like this one a lot. It's very smooth. Yeah. No, it's really good. I I put creamer. I put creamer in everything. But I have definitely been enjoying it. And this was like, this is probably our last full pot of it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. We might get one more out of it, but we'll okay. see. Uh, yeah. So the, I'm that sad. And then we're going to mm-hmm. probably go on to something else. But um, it's been really nice to have and I've enjoyed it. Yep. So uh, before we get into the movie, there's two things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, so we talked about it last time. I did put it up into our Patreon uh, page. Uh, for $19, you can tell us which movie to watch. And um, 
I'd be happy if anyone were to take that up. I understand if you don't, because that's a fair bit of money, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, one thing to understand, oh boy, she's really going nuts. Um, one thing to understand about Patreon is, it's. I think that that fee to set up is $20 per podcast, but you don't have to give $20 per pa- podcast. What you can do is when you sign up is say that you're at the 19 level tier, $19 level tier, and then just say that your maximum is 19 yeah. And then you'll get they'll get charged the nineteen dollars and nothing else. And you can make it a one time donation. You can cancel or reduce your your monthly pledge. We don't expect you to like continue to give twenty dollars to the show a month. Yeah, that'd forever. be a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> you, this can effectively be a one time donation, and we will still watch the movie you want us to watch. So uh, yep. again, within reason, because honestly, you can probably just email us and make a suggestion. And if we like it, we'll probably try to do it. But like, it might take a while because it can be challenging to find some of these older movies. Like yeah. our our um, fan Austin suggested Dogara, and we're still working on how to get that movie here yeah. <laughs> in a way that doesn't completely break the bank. Because I mean, we're asking for nineteen dollars to watch any movie you want. That movie costs thirty dollars, mm-hmm. so it's I mean, it's not free to make the show for us. So we could use your help, I guess. Yeah, and paired with that, we are starting a new campaign today. Make Andrew watch Cats. Yep. He's got it up there, so we're going to exploit it for $20. He will watch the movie Cats and record a podcast about his thoughts on it. And he does not want to do it, so obviously we we want want him to do it. (laughs) Uh, And I'll throw in, if someone picks up that $20 tier, we will also watch your movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get two for the price of one there. And the other thing that Lee has to announce is if we get five new donors at any level... We'll donate the $20 to make Andrew watch cats. Yes. So, so if you can't get the $20, we get that. If you do want to give us anything, we're happy to get that. And if enough people do that, I'll throw that 20 bucks in myself. And then we can all benefit from listening to Andrew watch cats. And our our minimum donation monthly to be in Patreon is a dollar a month. So yeah. all you have to do is sign up the $1 tier, $1 per podcast tier, and then put your maximum is $1 and you are a, pa- a patron. Mm-hmm. with access to all of our bonus episodes, including a couple that were done by us and lots that were done by Nerd, uh, bonus content on Nerd, all that different stuff is all available, even just with a $1 a month here. So yeah. I don't want to sit here and blast you with advertisements, but keep in mind that we don't advertise the show other than just with among the pants pending folks. Um, so you're really not getting that blasted with like mm-hmm. ads all the time. <laughs> don't you, Aren't you happy you don't have to listen to like purple or Casper mattress ads or... <laughs> MeUndies. MeUndies <laughs> or yeah. uh, Squarespace. I wish to stop saying their names. We're going to have to charge them. Yeah. But point is, uh, if you want us to watch a movie, uh, donate $19 and we'll be happy to do that. Or, or if you want Andrew to watch Cats, $20. $20. <laughs> and we'll still watch the movie you want. Yeah. And also, we'll That's just a for be you. very, very grateful for you and your, yeah. your sacrifice for our shared humanity. Yeah. Because someone better watch that movie and we don't want it to be it's us. It's not going to be us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got into a movie, and unfortunately, it wasn't very much of a yes, movie. It was uh, All Monsters Attack, which came out in 1969. Yep. Nice. It is one of the few uh, Showa Godzilla movies that is not on HBO Max, which I found kind of funny. <laughs> well, um, because it's essentially a clip show. Yeah, it is on the Criterion Collection uh, streaming service, or you could rent it on Apple TV for $4 or buy it on apple tv for 15 don't don't do that don't <laughs> this was not a great movie <laughs> this was not a good movie and you're not like it's not worth the money you can just watch abira and it's so much better mm-hmm. and almost the same thing yeah all right so this movie was directed by ishiro honda it was written by shinichi sakizawa music was by kunio uh, miyachi miyachi kunio miyachi yeah yep. uh runtime was 70 minutes or one hour and 10 minutes what kaiju and, were in this movie? Well, this is my hot take. I told you about last night. There were no kaiju in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we can't even review it for this podcast then. Cancel the podcast. All right. That's it, everyone. I'll see you later. Have Wrap a good it one. up. <laughs> okay, but really. Uh, really. Like, I'm, I couldn't do my due diligence on this movie. I didn't get my second watch in. It was just, I couldn't do it. But Godzilla was in this movie, as were Manila. Um, a new one called Gabara. The Kamakuras. Kamakuras were in it. Uh, Maneater, which was just like live plants that tried to eat the Armin character at one point. <laughs> Angerus. Yep. Uh, Gorosaurus, Manda. Kuromanga, or Kumanga. Uh, giant Condor and... <laughs> Ebira, my favorite. Yep. 
Uh, okay, so I guess I was about to ask you to explain uh, your thoughts on this, but we can just do the, the one-minute plot synopsis, and I think that'll explain it just fine. All right. Okay, I have my one-minute timer. Are you ready? All right, go for it. Go. All right, our um, main character is a child named Ichiro uh, Mitsuki. He is a latchkey kid who goes home to hang out on his own and hallucinate for a while while his neighbor checks in on him occasionally. Meanwhile, um, some robbers show up and are hiding out near him. He accidentally, or he steals one of their uh, driver's licenses. They in turn kidnap him, and then he foils them like some 1960s Home Alone thing. And um, he hallucinates about kaiju and learns confidence through them. Is that it? That's all I got. Okay, uh, I think hallucinate is not the correct word. <laughs> <laughs> it's brave and bold, but I think he was dreaming. Well, he would like instigate it. He was like Kaiju I, Island, he, Kaiju Island. Yeah, he was like lucid dreaming, I think. Or something, but he could like instigate. Like he, while he was tied up in the care of the criminals, he just forces himself into this dream state. Yeah, okay. I actually was going to talk about that and what's awesome. So we can just, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. So point being, this kid is like, has a very active imagination and keeps imagining himself as being on Kaiju Island with the other Kaiju and learns confidence from Minila. Yes. Uh, and is then there... uses the confidence he gains to foil a robbery, basically. Yep. So this has uh, Tomonori Izaki as Ichiro Mitsuki. Yep. Uh, kid. Hideo... Amamoto plays uh, Shinpei Minami, the best neighbor. So this is funny. <laughs> he answers the phone, Minami Toymaker, and I didn't ever occur to me that Minami was his last name because that means South. Mm-hmm. So like you know, South South Side or Southern to- Toymaker makes sense. And then I see in here that his last name was Minami. That's funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, we got Hidemi Ito as Sachiko, his little friend. Yep, who abandons him in an empty lot with. She's boys. not a very good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like some of the descriptions described him as not having any friends so he was just like following her for a bit if that's true yeah <laughs> well you know when you're a kid if you feel like you don't have friends even if you do i kind of get that yeah and then there's a uh, sachio sakai who plays as senbashi who is the lead bank robber in this movie uh then we got kazuo suzuki as okuda who is like the secondary bank robber the dumb follower basically. yeah the, the um the Mo or to the Curly. <laughs> I don't know what that reference is, but okay. It's the Three Stooges. Well, yeah, but I don't. I've never like seen the Three Stooges. I don't know what their different personality archetypes are. I don't remember. Oh. I remember there being a leader. Kind okay. Of. Well, anyways, uh, we got Midori Uchiyama as the voice of Minara. Yep. Uh, Masao Fukuzawa as uh, see, you felt it differently than a lot of as Minara, right? Yeah, Minara. Yeah. I, I mean, that was what was in IMDb. All right. Well, in any case. Um, that, that actor is also known as Little Man Machan. Ah, uh, gotcha. And last, who we never talk about, but has been in all of these movies, is <laughs> Haru Nakajima. Yeah, he, like, on the one hand, he should be in here, but on the other, he's in there every time as the same character, so it's kind of hard to, like, point out. I think it's kind of just assumed. Haru Nakajima is the... The, uh... the body inside. The right. body behind Godzilla. Of the Showa Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. So you got some trivia? I do. Um, this was the first movie made for Toho Champion Festival. It's a film festival that ran from 1969 nice. to 1978. It was a children's program where they recut old movies or debuted new ones for children. This film festival is the reason why uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla got lost footage for so long. because they, It's because Honda um, cut up the original negatives for the film and just kind of threw them away. Why? I don't know, but he did that. And then we lost that footage for years and years. But this festival is the reason why. And I'm going to place some of that blame onto this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, why don't you read the next one too? Because the last one was mine. All right. Uh, parts of this movie are vaguely based off of a 1968 bank robbery where a man posing as a police officer stole, stole 294 million yen. This uh, case was never solved even to this day, and it's the lar- it was the largest heist recorded at that time. In uh, the world? Uh, in Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, that 294 million yen equates to $817,520. Today, it'd be worth $6.3 million. 
you want to look it up, it was called the 300 million yen robbery, even though it was technically theft. Wait, what's the difference? Uh, with robbery, you are threatening violence on the person you're stealing from. I didn't know that. The more you know. Ha! Huh. <laughs> now you're aware. All right, now i got to find that cliff again. <laughs> now you're aware. Well, cut me out saying it. Nope. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, anyways. Yeah, no, I can see the parallels there. Because I don't know how much you explained it, but basically the these robbers stole what fifty mil fifty million yen or something yeah. like that, and then they had were just carrying it around in like a little briefcase bag, and they stole a car, but then they abandoned the car, and then they were hiding out in a warehouse looking for another car to steal. So the police were going around being like, "Watch out, they might steal your car," but mm. no like instructions on how to maybe prevent that from happening or what to do if it yeah. was happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the next time you see the police officers, they're at a bar basically. Yep. Um, so my, my fun fact or trivia for this was that we haven't talked, I don't think we've talked about this guy before, but Masao Fukuzawa uh, was a suit actor for Minira. He was a former wrestler who turned to suit acting uh, and he has portrayed Minira in all of that character's appearances. Mm-hmm. And he was also later among those coerced to work on the Pulgasari set where he played Juvenile Pulgasari. All right. So a little bit of callback there. Yeah. So this movie is mostly located in Tokyo. Yep. Uh, When the kid hallucinates, he is on Monster Island. So he kind of goes to Monster Island. Mm -hmm. Um, And we didn't mention this earlier, but all of the cuts, or almost all of the cuts to Monster Island are clips from previous Godzilla movies. Yeah, there's a few scenes where they they film new for this one. but It's It's always just... Mira, Mira, and the what's the Gabara? Gabara is like the new one that they introduced for this, and Gabara is also the name of this kid Ichiro's bully. Yeah, back in the real world, mm-hmm. so it's one of those kind of stories. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you love about it? Um, first and foremost, this movie made me want to watch other movies. <laughs> like, I kind of want to watch Ibira now. Dude, Ibira is good. I liked Ibira a lot. Mm. Every time I think about Ibira, I think about how much it was just like a good movie. But yeah, this this was essentially a clip show and it made me just want to watch the movies that those clips were taken from. Well, it's especially a bummer because it's been so long since we've seen an old Japanese Godzilla movie. And then the first one back is just not. It was a dud big time. A slog. Yeah. yeah. So that's too bad. Um, I agree with you. Shinpei is the best. Yep. He's um, a good guy neighbor. Yeah. Good guy neighbor who makes sukiyaki for the kid to like ply him to try out the toys that he's making. Yeah, because he's a toy maker. But also he's just like always keeping an eye on the kid while his parents aren't there and taking care of him and doesn't take him to the hospital when he like passes out constantly to hallucinate vividly. Which mm-hmm. like, I guess that's good. But we were talking about this before we started recording. I couldn't figure out what he reminded me of in terms of his like character design and also kind of his personality a little bit. Yep. And I finally realized it was um, Sojiro from Persona 5. Yeah, He looks right. just like Sojiro from Persona 5. Down yeah. to the way he's dressed, even. As soon as you showed me the picture, that connection was like instant. I almost wonder if Sojiro's design was based off this person. I kind of wonder that too, honestly. Because it is striking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the clothing that they're wearing, the the archetype within the story, the personality. The, yeah, it's just very, very obvious. And he looks like him. He's got the same beard and like glasses and hat thing going mm-hmm. on. He's uh, just not a ladies' man. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> it's not shown, but... All right. So that's off screen, huh? Yeah, sure. All right. So, so what, what didn't we love then? Um, there We talked about this a bit, but there was so much stock footage on this. Yeah. Like, these are all the movies that they stole from t- for this movie. Ibira, Horror of the Deep, Son of Godzilla, King Kong of Saves, and Destroy All Monsters. Like, half. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like a third of this movie was stock footage, and that is way too much well the timeline was like the whole thing was kind of messed up too because ebura and son of godzilla were all based on like south where they were like located on south pacific south pacific islands kind mm-hmm. of and then destroy all monsters set up the idea of, of like kaiju rando where they're they've put all the kaiju onto the island yep and so they just kind of crunched them all together into one where like ebura and son of godzilla were all retroactively placed on kaiju rando as well you know yeah. what i mean which is just weird but Aside from the fact that movie takes place in the future of this movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because this movie was clearly like there was aspects of it that were very, very 60s where they're worried about the air quality and they're, you know, the, the guy is, oh, this is, kids could get asthma. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that's crazy to me, too, because I didn't I ha- I was diagnosed with asthma in 1995 and most doctors didn't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this movie made in 1969, nice. 
um, they're like, oh, yeah, your kid could get asthma. That That's so frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. What was my doctor doing <laughs> in 1995 that he didn't know? Yeah, I will. After thinking about it, I want to retract my statement slightly as far as Destroyal Monsters goes in the timeline. Because one of the things I read talked about how this movie is supposed to take place in the real world. And he's imagining these TV characters that he knows. So maybe the timeline is not as big a deal as that. Oh, who knows, Lee? But that was, that could have, I could have seen that on IMDb. So who knows, like, how accurate <laughs> that statement's supposed to be, anyways. Yeah. Um, so, what I didn't love about this movie was it, you could tell it was intended for children, which, like, I mean, it's a kids' movie, fine. I don't have kids. I don't really care about kids' movies. Just that li- low stakes, slapsticky physical humor. I'm surprised there wasn't a fart joke in there. Mm-hmm. That's just how it was. And it just wasn't enjoyable for me. Yeah. Especially since the stakes were just completely different compared to a lot of Godzilla movies where, like, the town is getting destroyed, you know. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything like that. Yeah. But this was just a kid learning confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Through the help of Minira, his personal god. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I think it's time to take a break. Thank we need you. to stand up for a minute because we are like crouched in a closet right now. <laughs> I gotta get off the floor. Yep. So we'll be back. See you soon. Bye. This is just a situation where you're going to cut a bunch of our blurbs out of context? Um, no, because then there would be blisters in awkward places, which would be terrible. Oh, here we go. That is the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. Listen to the nerd with Adam, Will, and Amanda. Why did I get top billing? I don't deserve top billing. Because out of the two of us, you're the one she likes better. Oh man. I mean, yeah. I'm eight months pregnant. Put another one in me. And that's when she figured out that I had taken drugs. How are all of you? We're going to do a promo, but we're just going to talk sex. I got to see your d- Oh, man. I mean, yeah. She cooked dinner for me in lingerie, which hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Cause I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Oh, this podcast phenomenon is sweeping like nation, and we're all up on the bandwagon with the plethora of episodes at Nerd. Pantspending.com. Willem Dafoe gives me a lady boner. Blue Chew is bull****, by the way. <laughs> Listen to the nerd. It's not the worst thing that can happen to you. Is that a good no? It takes effort to do a promo. Yeah. And I think we knew that before. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like we could just put that part in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that along with the, the nerdy thing Adam said and me with the sexy voice. There you go. There's your promo, Will. Congratulations. The nerd. I'm sorry. And welcome back to Kaiju Coffee Break, the podcast about giant monsters and the giant nerds who love them. I'm still Sarah. And I am still Lee. And we finally remembered to take the collars off the cats. The cats have been decollared. They've been debelled. Yep. So hopefully you won't be able to hear them now. Yep. <laughs> the eventual Kaiju Coffee Break official drinking game will be take a drink every time you hear the cats jingle bells. We don't want to kill our listeners. <laughs> well, then we need to take their collars off, don't we? <laughs> All right, so I think we are ready to talk about what was ridiculous. Why don't you take us in? This kid can dream. He can sleep. How about that? Yeah, well, I think kids do sleep pretty hard. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think I did. You have a lot to learn, bud. (laughs) Look, I just remember falling asleep in either my parents' bed or the couch and just waking up in my bed with no memory of the transition. (laughs) You also fall asleep on the floor, on the couch, on planes, on trains, on automobiles. Not boats, though. Not yet. We haven't had the chance to fall asleep on a boat. I mean, we have slept on boats. That doesn't... Fairies don't count. (laughs) I have slept on a boat. (laughs) Back when we used to go fishing a lot and we lived in Ketchikan, I used to fall asleep on the boats all the time. You caught your fish first fish while asleep on the boat. Yep. I had set out my line set it up to go, fallen asleep, and woke up to the clicking of the spitter. And you're like, what's going on? Ah! Fell off my seat, re- reeled in my fish from the floor. Yep. Oh, I must catch cans sometimes. <laughs> okay. All so, right. yeah, I, I'm putting my word in for, like, this kid can fall asleep on command when he's in the middle of being kidnapped. Yep. That's amazing. I feel like he hypnotizes himself with that, like, yeah. contraption that he made. Yeah, but he didn't even have that when he'd been kidnapped. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. But multiple times he convinces himself to fall asleep and he just enters dreamland for mm-hmm. until someone violently shakes him back to and life. even then, kind of. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Um, for some reason, Manila in this movie, and I guess it's because the kid's dreaming, but Manila can shrink and grow from child size to baby kaiju size. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that is the kid's imagination of the scenario, you know? Yeah. 
But he still gets his butt handed to him by what was the name of the the monster? I'm not. I'm checking my research here. Uh, Gabara. Mm-hmm. Even after he grows, he still gets whooped. Yep. Um. <laughs> so I don't know. That was just not a power ever assigned to Minira. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, and my final point here is that the two um, thieves here, I just instantly equated to the wet bandits from Home Alone. Like, they are a bumbling pair of thieves who somehow managed to steal $50 million. Well, I like, too, that one of them, like, they're both bumbling, but one of them doesn't admit it. So he just keeps, like, saying, like, you idiot or whatever. Mm. At one point, he trips on the stairs and he's like, you idiot. And the guy's like, I'm not even near you. <laughs> what you. What's your problem? Yeah, but, yeah, like, I don't even know how they got the money and stole the car to begin with. Because now they're just hiding out in a band building. And this kid shows up and just, like foils them hard he takes the driver's license and then they have to like bust in and get him but they don't even like there's no reason they take the kid they could have just stole the license back and would have been fine the kid would never have remembered why do you even bring your driver's license to a bank robbery yeah (laughs) that's my question that's the second point on that (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing is so weird but yeah they didn't have to kidnap the kid who then foiled them Mm -hmm. they probably would have gotten away with it Mm -hmm. maybe i don't know though (laughs) They would have found a way. Yeah. But, yeah. So, they didn't need to steal the kid. Yeah, there was a lot of holes in the the bandit's plot. Mm -hmm. Also, it kind of seems like at the rate they were waiting to get a car, they probably could have just left on foot. No one was around. Yeah. The police had given up, basically. And they didn't really know what they looked like. They never showed any wanted pictures. They're just, we found the stolen car. Someone might steal your car now. Beware. Yep. (laughs) All right, so what was awesome about this movie? Uh, I like that Ichiro gains like an ounce of confidence and promptly becomes a terror. That's true. I <laughs> guess that leads into my point <laughs> on this. Um, there, Earlier in the movie, the uh, bullies try and test uh, Ichiro by getting him to prank a um, sign painter. And at the mo- end of the movie, to like prove himself to the people he chooses not to hang out with anyways, he pranks this sign painter who, for some reason, is dressed like a cowboy. And gets paint all over him. Yep. But he's just like a cowboy in Japan, like a Japanese guy, cowboy hat. He has holsters for his painting equipment. I'm sorry. That is cool as heck. <laughs> but then he, Ichiro runs away, of course. And he runs into his dad, who's driving a train. And he's like, Dad, figure it out for me. And then he runs away. And so then Ichiro's dad is left to like apologize to this annoyed painted cowboy guy yep and offer to pay his laundry bill and stuff (laughs) the whole thing is just so stupid and it's like as it's rolling to credits like the translations keep on going like this isn't gonna wash out it's like i'll buy you new clothes i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) so the the last like five minutes of this movie i enjoyed yeah they were legitimately funny in a way that even as an adult i enjoyed (laughs) but the rest of it was definitely a slog Mm -hmm. yeah both of us almost fell asleep at one point i was like don't fall asleep lee and you're like your eyes are closed (laughs) (laughs) all right so i have one quote for you and it's from a scene where they have stolen a second car but haven't left yet because of the kid and shinpei the neighbor was at a bar and is now walking home yep and he like he's been trying to sell his car no no that was a different car no that was his no it was that was like a white car no they stole the car that was for sale oh okay that was his but um as shinpei walks by he's like i have seen this car somewhere before Where was it? Wait, this is my car. What's my car doing here? Very strange. Weirdly, that reminds me of the story you told me about your what college teacher who accidentally stole a car. Uh, close. So it was my uh high school like U.S. politics teacher. Oh, okay. And uh, he um he was visiting his family, borrowing their car, and he went in, parked the car in the grocery store parking lot, went in, did his shopping, came back out. Got into a different car that looked identical, same year, same color, drove home. Because the key worked. Yeah. <laughs> and his mom sees him when he pulls up and is like, that is not my car. <laughs> so he drives back and there's like a police officer there waiting by the empty spot that he took the car from. <laughs> and I guess there's like a one in 50 chance of your key matching up with someone else's. Huh. Do you think that's still true even when we have chipped keys now? I think the chances are lower, but mm. still possible. Interesting. Well, anyway, so yeah, they they took Shinpei's car, put the money in it, but then the kid got away, and so they abandoned the car to chase after the kid. Yep. Um, Even though they could have just left with the money and the car and yeah. just solved all the problems. And they then. had their 
they no, because at that point they had decided they were going to use the kid as leverage. They had taken him as a right. hostage, and so they didn't feel like they were going to be safe without the kid. But like, sorry, does hostage situations ever go well for the person who instigates them? Has no. there? I wonder if there's ever been a case in history where someone took a hostage and it improved their situation. I don't know. That sounds like something we should look up. But uh... too late now. <laughs> yep. All right, so I think that's all I really got. How would you rate this movie? A one. One out of what? Five. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a clip show. There's yeah. no, it provided almost nothing new and no new like kaiju. The the what the new kaiju kaiju that was introduced, Gabara, had some interesting like powers, mm-hmm. and they could have we could have done more with him, but they chose not to. Yeah, I think I'll go a little higher with like one point five out of five because like. This I don't recommend watching this, but it didn't feel like an entirely wasted time and effort of watching it. I'm getting a look so Sarah Dives Grace, but yeah, um, it is not the worst movie I've ever seen. I wasn't angry at this movie well, by the, the end of it. What's the worst movie that you've ever seen? Marie Antoinette. <laughs> the one with Kirsten Dunst? Yes. Wait, was that because you didn't know they were going to chop her head off at the end? No, I. that movie was terrible for most of it, and then by the last third of it i was waiting for them to cut off her head and it never happened <laughs> they don't cut, cut her head off with you no that was the that was the only point i finished that movie and it doesn't happen oh no <laughs> that is so funny that is one of the few times where i finished a movie angry so <laughs> that's why this gets rated better than that uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay that's i think i didn't know that that's really actually i I guess I do remember talking about that. You've heard this rant before. Yeah, I think I have. You're right. (laughs) I don't even know what the worst movie I've ever seen was. I kind of think it might be this. (laughs) (laughs) See? Different experiences. I know. No, I don't know. We watched some movies in this that I did not care for. Mm. I I did not care for uh, the, what was it? Godzilla. The Godzilla. The legendary Godzilla. Mm, Yeah. The the third one. Yeah. The, like... That Transformers movie, Age of Extinction, was still better than this. Oh my gosh. Was it though? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could even say it was because I fell asleep like five times. Well, that movie. with that one, you could like wake up and watch some action until you like were ready to sleep again. This Man was... of Steel was like that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that movie was not very good. All right. Um, positive movie. What's a good movie you've seen? <laughs> <laughs> What's my favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. Really underrated Ben Stiller flick. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it is. I kind of want to watch it now. Yep. Uh, I like that. I like Contact, uh, which I don't know that you and I have watched together, but I really like. We've watched it separately. I do like that one. Um, I like Your Name, Kimi no Namka. Mm. That one's good. All right. Um, In terms of movies I'm going to be watching soon, I'm going to be rewatching the two original uh, Mortal Kombat movies in preparation to finally watch the new one that just came out. Hey, you want to watch it too. Don't give me that look. But I'm not watching the last two movies with you. <laughs> the first one's pretty decent. The it's second fine. one is not as good. Okay, well, whatever. I'm, I'll am i watch the most recent one with you, but that's it. I'm not going to do any preparation for it. Oh, come on. I'm not a nerd. It'll enhance your appreciation. No, it will absolutely not. It will <laughs> enhance my anger at you. All right. I can live <laughs> with that. Take us out. Okay, uh, Kaiju Coffee Break is brought to you by Pants Pending Studios and our patrons on Patreon. Become a patron at patreon.com slash pantspending. Listen to new episodes every other Sunday. I guess we're still doing that. I don't know. At kcb.pantspending.com or wherever you download podcasts. And if you like what you hear, consider leaving us a rating. It really helps us out. Got something to say? Send us an email, kaijucoffeebreak at gmail.com. Tweet at us at breakkaiju or hit us up on Facebook at kaijucoffeebreak. Thank you as always to Andrew and Amanda of Pants Pending Studios for the support and to send for bringing out the weirdo in all of us. Yep. I just wanted to, again, remember, send us an email. Say hi. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys, even if you don't think we do. We do. Yep. And you also, sent out another email this morning, didn't you? Uh, I did, yeah. Also, if you are uh, listening and you don't follow us on Facebook and you have a Facebook, please check it out. I put kaiju-related memes and stuff up there, and then we also post when we have a new episode, and mm-hmm. sometimes just share stuff from going what's going on in, in our lives that affects the podcast. So please do check our Facebook page out and give it a like. Uh, you can interact with our posts just yep. to help us find other people and then share it with your friends. We yeah, you that. don't have to smash the like button, but we but you would can. appreciate a click. You can smash it if you want. <laughs> and if you do smash it, let us know that you smashed it because we're not going to refund you the cost of your keyboard. Sorry. And I'm also never going to say that again. Okay. That's my gift to you. <laughs> All right, folks. Have a good afternoon. Remember, get your vaccine. If you're not sure how to get your vaccine, you, you can find that information online. 
Uh, or you can reach out to me and I'll help you get vaccinated. Literally, I will do anything. Yep. Please get vaccinated. And help us make Andrew watch cats. Yeah, don't forget, if you become a new patron, uh, you can donate as little as a dollar a month towards our goal. And then also you can just pay the $20 and Andrew will watch cats. Yep. So you have a choice of the matter here. Yeah, just join up. If we get five, I'll do it. Or you can do it yourself and I will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll watch Either a movie way. of your choice. Either way, we want Andrew to watch Cats. Yes, that's the new plan. That's our uh, goal that we're manifesting for 2021. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, a blighted year. <laughs> and soon to be an even more blighted year for poor Andrew. Yes. Thanks, guys. Bye. Stay safe out there. Cats. <laughs>